Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. Looking down, I looked up like, dang, CT, you look pretty good. <laughs> I'm wearing those things. <laughs> I put some makeup on today. Oh. I took some time. Yeah, big time meeting today, huh? As they say. I don't know if I have a beat face, because I don't actually, that, that expression doesn't make sense to me, but. It's a light, light beat. beat. It's a light beat. It's a light beat. I learned that from Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Not a full beat. Full beat take a couple of hours. She be taking forever to get ready. My God, dog. She want to look good for you. Is that wrong? No, it's not. You not just wish all. it happened faster? So it depends on, like, I'll be ready in 10 minutes, and it's like mm-hmm. 30, 40. Okay, I'm cool. I've learned to be more patient. Mm, amen. I used to, um, like, my mom used to hate coming to my house because I was like, hey, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, you know, you know, women just take women longer to get ready. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. But at least I do know why. But um, it just takes so much longer. We got more stuff to put on. Not really. One, only one extra thing. And normally, most of y'all clothes are like one pieces. The dresses, yes. And like you got to put on two things. <laughs> <laughs> the dress is the best. It's, it's an outfit. And it depends if you know you put on your Spanx. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> You're going to see why it takes so long. <laughs> you keep counting. Can't say it all out loud. on There's stockings or tights. Tight. Mm-hmm. You still got to put socks on and you got your shoes. And then you layer because you you may not know how it's gonna be, you know maybe, you know maybe you're starting at three o'clock, but you know right. it ends at like eight or nine. You still need a jacket. <laughs> you need to have access to a jacket. And, and then you gotta have your your heels and your flats. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's a lot. Yeah. You okay. look. I don't I don't know who invented the heel. I haven't dove into it. They're cute. But they are not functional shoes. Right. Where the man's shoe, man's dress shoe, is a functional shoe. You can wear that all day, everywhere. If something break out, you can you can effectively run and attempt to get away. Mm-hmm. As a woman, you have to take time to take off your shoes and try mm-hmm. to run because it's just it's you can't just run not, not successfully. <laughs> Like you would think, like <laughs> you think there's a grace to it, but there really isn't. I thought you could run the heels. I thought no. you was a superhero. Not me. That's my kryptonite. Oh, the heel. <laughs> <laughs> I have the weak ankles, so like <laughs> you. You ever see those models walking on the mm-hmm. runway? It's like wow, 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 wow. Ankles just <laughs> nah. See how they keep going. I'm like, hold up, wait a minute, let me stop, get myself together. They gotta commit to their job. That's a lot of commitment. Yeah, that's why I'm not a model. <laughs> that's definitely why. That's the only reason. You can't walk in heels. You can't walk in heels. They put them in like four inch, five inch heels. Stiletto skinny things, not even like a wedge for a strong base. 
strong base. I'm not you. I'm teach me. I'm not. Um, I'm not following the stiletto. What's the stiletto? Is a thin heel. That's the thin heel. The thin. I just like I just be saying walking in stilettos. No. Um, oh, okay. And then the <laughs> wedge. Pumps <laughs> in the. <laughs> and the wedge is. The wedge is. It's a. It's a. It looks like a wedge from the side, like a wedge of cheese. Oh yeah, that's the whole mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. So phone's blowing up. He's so popular. And and then the uh I don't like I don't like Terry when she wear them thick heels. The, the, the chunky heel. That's what it's called. A chunky mm-hmm. heel. I do not like those. Why not? I don't know. I just don't like them. I don't like a chunky heel. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, like a stable woman is. <laughs> I love a stable woman. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why. I just don't like the the big heels. You know, it just don't look right on the shoe to me. Mm. I just don't know why. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's my preference. Okay, and and you are and you are open to that. Have Thank you. you. Is you... this a safe space? Yes. Okay. You got something else to say? No. <laughs> 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 oh man what was your question <laughs> uh have you ever heard of the walk a mile in her shoes oh yeah um have you ever done that no uh, no judgment i was just curious <laughs> never will because i can't do it oh i can't walk a mile in some heels but yet you have a preference on some heels yes oh, i do interesting <laughs> I do. What's wrong with that? I like what I, I like what I like to see. Uh huh. But I don't prefer to walk in them. Okay. You feel what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you suspect it to be done. Oh, to be done with my coursework next December. Okay. And you start writing. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. I know. Because you don't have a schedule. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's all on you. Mhm. Yep. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna be on you. Oh, Did you man. write today? You haven't been on Did, me this the whole time. No, no. Because your teacher's on you. Should be. Not on you, but but once you it's writing time, you're going to need that motivation. Because okay. you're going to be like, nah, I'm going to sit down. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to take a break today. <laughs> and then we come every day. Yeah. And then you know, like several people who like finish all your coursework and never finish the writing portion mm-hmm. and I don't want you to be that person thank you I don't want to be that person either mm-hmm. so we gotta just sit down and... I was looking at I think it was like two pages a day mm. try to write at least two pages a day so that's what like an article a day mm-hmm. kind of like at least for the lit review yeah and so you get that now yes it's Cause you like you just on your own. You just got to get it done. Yeah. Do you have to submit each chapter and they review, or you? Gotta, I don't know yet. You don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we have to do. It's like once you finish a chapter, you got to submit it, mm-hmm. and then your mentor tell you what you need to correct and stuff. Yeah. So I'm. I want to be done with, or at least majority of like my lit review, before I start writing. Okay. So then I've already done 10 pages, which are from another class, which is fine. I'm just adding that in there because yeah. it fits. And then I can <clears throat> overdo with this class that I'm in now. 
So I'll just add that to it as well because I need like five articles or something like that. So I'll just add that cool. into the mix. So I'm trying to, everything that I have to write, I'm trying to make sure it's towards my topic. Mm-hmm. So then I While you in, um, in your coursework. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to do it. So by this time, you just put it together. Mm-hmm. I was writing while I was transitioning here. Oof. So, like, I had to have work done while we are living in the hotel. So, we stand in, like, a one-bedroom hotel, but it was, like, super small. Mm-hmm. So, I need peace and quiet, and the kids were still small. Was that six years ago? So, mm-hmm. MJ, 14, so he's eight. Kai, six, they still getting on my nerves and stuff, running around. Mm-hmm. So, and then I'm trying to do, then our house, um like our long fell through mm. like at the last minute so I'll be up in there trying to hustle filling out paperwork trying to get a new loan and stuff mm. nobody really knew how hard that was that was like a real hard time for me you know stuff normally come easy for me cause I'm God's favorite I heard and uh <laughs> And um, so stuff normally come easy. I feel something out. I get it. Walk away. Everything good. But it was like whatever could go wrong in this transition went wrong. And then like um, like I did all my coursework, did all my writing. I'm ready to defend. Mm-hmm. And the month before I was able to submit my stuff for defense, my mentor died. Ooh. So I had to pay for another course just to defend because I couldn't get it in in time enough yeah. for the deadline to be able to defend during the spring session. So I had to pay. <laughs> it might as well stop that. Cracking <laughs> <laughs> everything. You might as well delete that and start over. So I had to pay, I had to pay just to defend. Mm-hmm. And then after defense, because I had a new mentor and, mm-hmm. and a reader, they went back over and like, ah, do this, do this, to change everything. So I had to go back and change everything. Then I submit again and they give me different stuff. I was like, oh my God. But once I got that RB. Yeah. I've heard. Um, <clears throat> once you get through that, that'll be cool too because you got to set up everything you're going to do, all the resources you're going to use, and interviews and the mm-hmm. questions and the love. I don't want to say non-disclosure letter, but the um I know what you're talking about the like for form research. Consent. Yeah, for consent forms. Mm-hmm. That was tough too, but you'll get through it, CT. Thank you. You will. You're very smart, brilliant. You'll be amazing, Doctor CT. Oh, thank you. Speak it into <laughs> existence. Let's do it. <laughs> Cause uh, right now I'm feeling a lot like Habakkuk. <laughs> he's just like Lord what like that's that's how I feel this whole chapter is even chapter one well hello everyone welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast I'm your host Cassandra Thorpe and I'm here with our pastor Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen Senior what up what up what up uh, and we are reviewing our last sermon series in stewardship month uh, where we have talked about um really being intentional in how we are stewarding the things that we have. Uh, and actually, it's been last 
um, podcast and sermon and then this one are talking a lot about vision and writing things out and Mm -hmm. really understanding what it takes to walk with the Lord, but then also to live out uh, that obedience with him. And so today we're going to talk about Habakkuk, which I'm not going to lie to you. I still think this is a woman. <laughs> because not not necessarily because he's complaining. They are complaining. Mm-mm. But this is a woman's name. You and let me be honest. Go ahead. Say what you were going to say. I would say you But I always thought Ezra was a woman. Really? Yeah. That's wow. a woman's name to me. It is. I believe he is. But however, the Bible has 40 authors, and all of them are men. There are no women authors. Even Esther is written by a man. All <laughs> Did I disappoint you? So much. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's totally male-dominant. And so you can tell even in the writings. But does that make Habakkuk a man, though? Habakkuk is a man. He's a prophet. He paused. He's a man. (laughs) (laughs) Something I never had to consider. You be pulling these things. But he is is a man. Okay. All right. All right. He's a man. Um, so we're for some pronouns. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Actually, next question. (laughs) So, uh, I want you to share with us what's happening in Habakkuk. What is he, they talking about? She (laughs) (laughs) speaking about, um, kind of just where we are overall in, um, in scripture. Cause this isn't a book that I've heard preached a lot from. Right, so uh, Habakkuk falls in what we call the minor prophets. It's the books that are um, towards the end of um, the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, prophets that we probably don't know much about, but they were around during the time either while Israel was in captivity mm-hmm. or while Israel, you know, while they were out, but they were prophets of the Lord who came and spoke on behalf of God to the people. Mm-hmm. They wanted the, they were speaking to the people, telling the people what God was telling them, and uh, but this uh, Habakkuk is known um, for this verse mm-hmm. uh, in, in chapter two, where he speaks to um, write the vision, make it plain, so when men see it, they may read it and run with it, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, this, this is like his. Um, claim to fame I would say mm. or this is his like staple statement um, that he's known for. he said a lot of other things but this is what he's known for the most mm-hmm. of us writing vision making it plain mm-hmm. men may read it they can run with it and so um, and so it's just oftentimes it was just um, who, who who the prophet was talking to um, and the visions in which God was giving mm-hmm. them so they can speak to the people Cool. No, that's good. I think, because um, I don't think we've talked about minor prophets mm-hmm. through this podcast, so it's good to know that um, that's enough. Well, 
there's another layer. So it's not just the the major prophets, which would be Paul, Matthew. No. Not Matt. <laughs> no. Paul's no. not a major prophet? Paul is not a prophet. Paul is in a, in a, an apostle. Uh, so this, uh, this would be a tough Bible name. <laughs> <laughs> so apostle, make, prophet, disciple. Who was? Yeah, yeah. So the disciples become apostles because they now go from students to teachers. Okay. Uh, apostles, and so, but prophet-wise, mm-hmm. it's you not know, a major. Are Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and some were considered um, Daniel. Oh. As a major prophet, then you have uh, the minor prophets, and no, if you're reading now, if you're reading. Uh, like Jeremiah is also the writer of Lamentation, and most of their books are mm-hmm. thirty plus mm-hmm. chapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, it's like Lamentation, yeah, fifty. Yeah, first. and so, and then we also uh, consider um, John the Baptist as a prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. Um, those are your minor prophets. And you know that the book doesn't end with Malachi? What book? The Bible. Oh, it does. That was a, that was a Chance the Rapper reference. Sorry. Uh, I skipped. I, you, I, I missed you, it. I thought you was a hip. I thought I was, too. <laughs> it, I Drake, if it was Drake, then yeah. Then I probably would be more yeah. connected to Drake. But. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's the major and minor prophets. Okay. And then you see the disciples that and then John the Baptist is also considered as a prophet. Mm-hmm. Then you have you have the judges. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you look in the book of Judges, they give you all the judges and then the kings. Okay. But the kings all often had prophets with them to speak to the people on behalf of God. Okay. If they were in line with God, they mm-hmm. would trust the prophet in which God sends. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and then this, then you have Jesus comes mm-hmm. and the disciples. Jesus leaves and the disciples become apostles. Okay. Um, disciple is a student, a follower. <clears throat> but then Jesus leaves, then you have, they become apostles. They become the teachers. Mm-hmm. So they're teaching people and then they're going out making what? Disciples. Mm. Matthew 28. He said, go ye therefore and make disciples mm-hmm. baptizing them in the name of the father son and holy spirit mm-hmm. and lo i'll be with you teach all things i have taught you and lo i'll be with you always that's the great commission for us to make disciples but then then paul talked about we got some apostles some pastors some teachers some preachers yeah. um some evangelists right and so that's that's then they start talking about the church the new mm-hmm. testament started talking more about the church operation of the church, the function of the church, the offices of the church, and how the church should operate with mm-hmm. these different titles. Now, the Bible really only talk about two two um, positions when it comes to the church. That's mm-hmm. pastors and deacons. Mm-hmm. Everything else is man-made. Okay. All right. Hmm. It's good to know. Thank it's you. good to know. It is good to know. Cool. A, <clears throat> I think at times we just kind of like accept it or like kind of how I was is just assuming that they all flow into it's just a different name for the same role mm-hmm. that's not true everybody has their right. responsibilities and their callings and, and things like that mm-hmm. um, and I also like with so with Habakkuk 
um, they <clears throat> spoke about wrestling with God. And I, again, I haven't studied the this minor prophet that much. Um, but to know that someone else wrestled with God, mm-hmm. again, just affirms that it's okay. Right. Is that thing, and and we'll get to this kind of more deeply into here. It's like, um, we get so much of you. You can't question God, and yet right. here is a whole chapter, whole book, book of questioning God. Mm-hmm. That's intense. <laughs> yeah, and and so I think again that mentality goes back to that slave master mentality when it comes to don't question God Uh, because the slave preacher or the preachers that were giving to the slaves from their masters was telling them don't question God Mm -hmm. because they probably wonder why would God allow this to happen Right. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. And so that mentality or that theology has been embedded in our culture and embedded in our people and force us to take on that mentality of mm-hmm. we can't question God. Yeah. We don't serve a God that's too big for our questions. Mm. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We serve a God who is able to answer whatever we may have. And if he don't answer it, we still know he's able to provide for what we need. Mm-hmm. And so Rebecca proves to us, <clears throat> he proves to us in this text, and throughout the whole book, it's just a litany of questions mm-hmm. that he just continued to give to God, and God um, began to um, just go give him answers. You know, the prophet is to speak to the people on behalf of God and speak yep. to God on behalf of the people. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was his task, and that's what he committed to doing. Yeah. Mm. That's so good because I think we we as a people have created this level of separation because God is so big. He can do all of these amazing things uh, that it it can take away the the relatability Mm -hmm. a little bit. And so this definitely um, makes it, brings it back close. Um, You made a a comment about um, the book and how it prompts us to trust God's sovereignty over his kingdom purpose. Uh, And in understanding that we need to uh, continue to move as God is um, wants us to or to stay where we need to to go. But it's it's hard to move in your purpose if you don't know what that is Mm -hmm. or it's not clear. Uh, and then we face ridicule, being called names, being doubted. Like I can say I've had situations where I've said, I don't know what it looks like, but this is where I am and this is how I feel. And people are like, why would you stay in that space? Why don't you move on? Why do you, why are you concerned about that? You don't know. Move. Putting, taking their experiences and putting them into my situation mm-hmm. And expecting me to res- to respond in a way that's not it's more out of fear than out of like acceptance or vision or patience or obedience um, to what I feel and it's hard it's hard because right. it feels lonely right it is it, it will be because people no one will understand it to the degree in which you understand what God is doing for you mm-hmm. and no one can 
clearly define your purpose, but you, mm-hmm. you and God. And so, um, trusting God's sovereignty can sometimes feel difficult mm-hmm. because you wondering, yo, if you got all power, why not stop what's going on? Mm-hmm. You feel what I mean? And so, um, so that's that challenges for the human mind, right? Because God tells us, He said, "Yo, my and Isaiah says, uh, my thoughts are not your thoughts, mm-hmm. nor my ways your ways. As far as the heavens are from the earth, so are my thoughts from your thoughts." What? Yeah, that that separation. It's I'm I'm you know, um, you you don't have what I have. That's what God basically tells us that you you can't see what I can see. And because you can't see what I can see, you can't comprehend mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Even though what I'm doing is better for you always. And that's the faith and the mm-hmm. maturity the, the maturation process in which we go through as Christians. That we don't automatically get that when we're saved. It mm-hmm. takes years and we're totally committed, deeply devoted to God that we can accept what God gives even when we don't like it. What's all that for? Go ahead. Because I don't like it. God be doing stuff I don't like. You ain't the only one. Right? And and you and you gotta you have to say you yeah. And so Rebecca shows us how to do it. You know, go to God. Like, yo, what what are you doing, bro? Man, not like that. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's maybe how. if that's how you communicate <laughs> with your God. That's Alex when she prays, is that's how she really prays. Like, good morning, God. Um, glad to see you. I mean, here you know, I hope you're well. I'm like, what? It's, but like, that, it's like a letter. <laughs> that's the way you communicate. If that's the way you communicate, but it is if you have this relationship, if you are totally connected to God, you can accept what he's doing even when you don't like it. Mm. And um, now oftentimes, you know, I refer back to, um, to back to um, being parents or being a child. And your mom said, yo, you can't have that, all that candy. Right? I said, all if I eat, all I, if I, all I eat is candy, that's not a healthy diet. Damn, my teeth gonna rot. Mm-hmm. Teeth gonna fall out. Got to get all these cavities. Got to give all these. I mean, get cavities. Got to get all these surgeries on my mouth and stuff. Down the line. In mm. the moment, that can't be good. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I continue to, all I'm doing is eating candy, drinking sodas. Down the line, my teeth will decay. Mm-hmm. But as a child, I don't understand that. Yeah. But I want my candy and I want it now. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so with us in life, we don't understand some things. While God will allow us to go through certain things, while God would allow us to take on certain things in life, you know, why would he? You know, I was talking to someone today. Um, again, some terrible don't like me talking about, but I'm talking about anyway. I'm not editing this one. <laughs> okay, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
I was 17 and I felt like my ministry was taking off as far as being a preacher. Mm-hmm. I started preaching at other churches and I turned 19 and I heard God tell me to go to the army. Mm. I go to the army green. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I ain't gonna say the perfect child, but I was almost there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I had done no wrong, ain't been to no club. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm clean. Mm-hmm. And I go to Germany and I get buck wild. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus, and I <laughs> see everything. I see everything. Um, like the prodigal son, I was in the far country and no one knew me. You feel what I'm saying? And uh, and so I was introduced to a lot of things, and and I committed a lot of things to a lot of things. And I was like, dang God, why why would you allow me to come here? Because I prayed. And I knew it was his voice told me to join the army. And then when I was sitting in front of um, my recruiter, they asked, hey, you want to go overseas? I said, no, I want to stay in the States because I've really never been away from home. Mm-hmm. I've been on a plane one time my whole life. Oh. And now you want to put me on a plane for 12 hours to go to Germany? And I get over there and it's like, anything goes. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I and I lived a life that I wasn't proud of. You feel what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had fun though. How did you live? <laughs> <laughs> and I often, I often pray like, Lord, why, why would you allow me mm-hmm. to go through that when my ministry, my I'm talking about ministry was taking off and I was mm-hmm. doing well and preaching. I guess it's just some stuff I had to go to so I can be a witness uh, mm-hmm. uh, and not be one to tell the story but be a testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause he definitely takes us through some difficult times, some different times, probably ones that we wouldn't anticipate or ones that we would choose for ourselves mm-hmm. to be able to be witnesses to somebody else. Right. Like I um. So I work with student athletes and I tell them, they're like, I don't want to go away from home. I've known Wisconsin my whole life. And I'm like, you can always go back. That is true. So you learn so much about yourself when you're away from the things that you've always known. Uh, You're outside of your your bubble. This is a protective bubble. If you Mm want to stay here, that's okay. But I think it's best that everyone goes and lives just in a different city, in a different state. Doesn't have to be across the country. Right. You live in Chicago. For real. You know? Just experience something different on your own. I also think all women should cut their hair short one time, but that's a different conversation. What? Yeah. Where did that come from? Just thinking of things people should do. <laughs> I do. That's a different... Remind me and I'll tell you why. But okay. Yes. Um, so, Pastor, you have points here. Okay. And I will say um, you um, you called it in on these... These are these are short answers uh, for your points, <laughs> and I say that because they're lengthy. <laughs> so your first point is I should expect greater. Hold up, read the question first. Read, read, <clears throat> gotta answer the question. So the question. The question. Why should I expect greater? Okay. And the first point is I should expect greater because God demands that we look beyond the current and prepare for the future. Mm-hmm. And so we, t- uh, as we talked about in counting the costs, we talked about you know writing it down, making right. a plan, setting setting it up. 
Um, and then you talk about um, how God answered Habakkuk um, and and how when we ask God for something, he, he gave an answer, but it wasn't the one that Habakkuk maybe expected. I don't think we'll ever know what um, he wanted, but he got an answer. And I, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think that is a reason why we don't ask God for stuff. Because he's going to give us an answer that we don't want, or we have to do work that we don't have to do. Mm. You speaking for everybody or for you? You know what? I'll just speak for me. I won't put this on others. If people want to, you know, that's, that's the fact. That, those are <laughs> some good reasons. Those are some wrong. good reasons, right? And I think, like in the text, I mean, in the sermon, I think ultimately that's the that's the shout, right? Mm-hmm. He questions God, then the Lord answered to me. That's the whole sermon right there. Yeah. Because he could have questioned God and heard nothing from God. Mm-hmm. Or he could have, God could have given him the answer. Like I give my kids sometimes. Mm. Because I said so. Why are you looking at me with that judgmental look like that? Because that's how I looked at my parents when they gave me that answer. That's a good it, answer. It's not a good answer. It is. When you're in a position of authority, it is a good answer. And it's more coming from a tired space. Like I'm, Because I said no. Not, you're not trying to work anything out with me. I'm trying to learn. No. And you just, you're done with me. And, and, that's, and this is what is wrong with this generation of kids. We're in the same generation. I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah. No. I'm I'm a, I'm a millennial. Are we millennials? Yes. See, something wrong with you. Um, because when I grew up, uh-huh. it wasn't no questioning the parent at all. And if my mom said because I said so, that was it. Now, even like you know, my children, they were like, "That's not a good answer, Dad. That's the answer you're going to get, my boy." Yeah, you. <laughs> you got me tripping today. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And 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 I think um, this is powerful because God gives him legitimate answer to the questions that he was asking. He's like, "Yo, you gonna let these people do this to us all this all this time? Yeah. We gotta go through all of this. Why we gotta go through all this? Where are you, God?" Mm-hmm. And God responds to his question. And I think that is the joy or or the uh, benefit of the relationship in which we have with God, um, that he would talk back to us. Because mm-hmm. all the time we, we just tell people to talk to God, mm-hmm. but we are not consistent on letting them know that they need to also listen for the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because we, we, we pray, I pray today, I pray today. But did you stop to allow God to talk back to you? Mm. Every time I pray, I try to pause after prayer to hear if God is talking back to me and to try to see around me what's going on and see how God is talking to to me through the actions of my normal day. Um, But definitely taking that moment to like pause and just sit sit in silence. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think they call it mindfulness these days. Mm-hmm. That's the old generation too. Um, <laughs> but um, it's um, meditation, right? Just sitting still mm-hmm. and learning to be still so you can hear from God. And I'm pretty sure... Um, I don't know. I don't know how long it take God. How long it took God to respond to Hebeka? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did God respond instantly? It was like was God sitting in front of him and he was talking to him. Mm-hmm. That's how it sounds in the reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, he posed these questions to God, and God answered his question. And so I think that's um, that's powerful. Yeah, that's powerful because we serve this big God. I believe this sovereign God. God, God, this <laughs> this sovereign God, right? Mm-hmm. And we serve Him that we do not deserve an answer. I don't think so, because He's sovereign; He's in control. Everything He's doing is for the benefit of us, and if He's doing the work. We shouldn't have to question him, right? Right. But he still allows us to. Mm-hmm. He allows us to question him, but then what else? He answers. Mm-hmm. That's the important part. That he answers more questions. Mm. And that I think that's powerful that we have this ultimate ruler <clears throat> of the universe who answers the questions of what he has created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's powerful. That is really powerful, too. Because putting it in uh, our world that is not... That is tainted. Mm-hmm. Anyone that has that, that power, that um, decision-making power, they choose whether or not to listen, answer anybody else that they feel is below them right yet we have a god who has created everything and still allows for these conversations and these and these questions right. and they, there's a lot of ego down here mm-hmm. um because i've definitely talked with colleagues and things like that and if you sometimes if you disagree with leadership not in a negative way but maybe a decision that they made like why did we build X building when we could have put money towards this other thing? Then the the leadership is now like, oh, they don't trust my decisions. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're they're not part of this. They they don't. They're now discrediting me and not following through. And it and it becomes so egotistical. And like, if you're not if you're not with me with everything that I say, then you have no reason to be here. Mm. So become, you want yes people around you. Right. And it and it's clear that God does not want yes people around him. I'm just thinking about Jesus and the disciples. They were they were all trying to figure it out. And I know they had way more questions than were presented in scripture. So <laughs> to be able to have that as an example is is how I think all lead how we should approach leadership always. It's just and it's okay. Like it doesn't it doesn't take away your credibility if people ask you questions. If anything, it should challenge you to be better in the spaces that you're in because you're like, oh, I, mean, I didn't think about it like that. Right. Let me make sure that because kind of 
within the scripture make it plain. So having to create to know what you're saying in a way that whomever takes it can run with it. If you have core mm-hmm. values and goals uh, and objectives, someone should be able to take that and tell that story. Right. Uh, instead of it just being like, well, I said this, I said that. We were I was talking about like data. I'm in a research class, so we always talk about data, right? And the data should, if you look at the data, it should tell you what, what it is. You shouldn't have to, like at a snapshot, you can go into details, but you can look at data and you know what you're looking at with little to no explanation. If you have to explain your data, it's not clear. Mm-hmm. And that is a challenge that I think people don't understand, kind of like that vision piece of, it's gotta, you got to make it clear. Right. You got to take the time to work through it. Yeah, okay, you got these numbers, but what does it mean? And how can I tell this story mm-hmm. to others? Yeah, no, and I like God's response to him. Like, yo, you, you, what I'm giving you, it may not come today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I need you to write the vision, right? And, um, and the Bible tells us in Proverbs, um, 2018 mm-hmm. uh, where there is no vision the people perish yeah and I, I really like I haven't preached that text before I might need to preach it I might preach it next year um yeah okay and uh <laughs> but it's like yo and I, and I just we have this from where there is no vision um it triggers the absence of purpose mm-hmm and where there is no purpose, then there is no production. And since there is no production, everybody just sit around and waste away. So vision pushes us mm-hmm. to be to be better, right? You got the vision of being Dr. CT. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't have that vision, you wouldn't be in school. Mm-hmm. And if you wasn't in school, you wouldn't do any work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not the work towards the degree, but your vision is I need to be Doctor CT. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's and so that's why you, um, I wonder sometimes about people who are just satisfied with where they are. Mm. Do they have any vision? And for me, as a child growing up. I must confess, I never had any vision beyond what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people are like, oh, I got my dream job, I'm living mm-hmm. in my dream mm-hmm. home, got my dream vehicle. I never, like, yo, I want to be a police officer, or, you know, I want to be a doctor. Career days and stuff. It was mm-hmm. like never anything that I actually said I want to be when I grow up. Because mm-hmm. I had no vision. Mm-hmm. And so since I have no, had no vision, I ain't really have any aspirations doing that. I was scared to take the ACT. Hmm. And, I, and, I, and I paid for it myself because my mom was too poor to pay for it. Uh, so I paid for it myself two times and then show up for the test. What? You didn't show up both times? Both <laughs> Just didn't go. Oh. Good thing I went to the army and then I had to take I think the you ACT. you had to. And I had to take the <laughs> <laughs> that, and I had good grades. So I graduated high school with like a two point nine. Mm-hmm. Like I was in 
But it's that, that junior year, I was like scared. I was like, I'm tired of school. And I was seeing everybody around me dropping out of school. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that first semester, I got like a 1.8. Mm. And my mama went bananas on me. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, it, and that just, and then, you know, I had a parent, a single parent who didn't graduate high school herself. Um, but she wanted me to make sure I graduated high school. And I think it's so awesome. My mom's like super special, you know what I'm saying? Um, because she went back, got her GED. Mm-hmm. And she also went to, she got a associate's degree. Mm-hmm. And the day she was graduating from college was the same day I was graduating with my master's degree. Mm. And she came to my graduation instead of walking across the stage for hers. Mm. And I feel so bad right now. Why? Because we should have went to her graduation because she never had a chance to walk across the stage. Mm. You know, this was my what, third time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She never had that that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I really feel bad about that. Um, but I didn't have any vision mm. because I couldn't see nothing. No, my mom didn't have any type of education. So it's like, yo, this is college. This is how to get there. This is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Or if you're going to trade, this is what you need to do. If you went to the army, this is what you need to do. There was nothing. It was just like get through high school, mm. All right? Um, because at that time, not many people in our family even had a high school diploma. Um, and, and for uh, uh, so then all I knew, my mom worked at Wendy's, um, and I was ashamed to tell people my mom manager at Wendy's. And now I look back on it like, yo, all of us grew up in the hood. Ain't like I'm in, I'm in the suburbs mm-hmm. <laughs> with kids. We have doctors and lawyers as T and mom mm-hmm. and dads. But and then I look, well, I had filled out fast, but I wanted to go to Jackson State. Mm. Um, that's where I wanted to go. I wish I would have went, um, but I probably and I, I would have missed out on a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, she filled out the FAFSA form and and was 2000s, 90s, late 90s. She's making $45,000 a year. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was ashamed of that until I, I saw that FAFSA form. And I just remember now seeing how much she was making and stuff. And, and uh, I had got accepted to Jackson State. I just need to fill out my ACT. <laughs> I never took <laughs> But but I had no vision, mm-hmm. and and I think and for me too that's the goal for me when I go down to the juvenile detention center mm-hmm. uh, when I'm talking to kids and and now I'm thinking about how do I um, meet black men where they are uh, because I'm seeing a lot of black men who are suffering in silence mm-hmm. um, because we got, we think we have to have this macho mentality right. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of them are really suffering and so how do I provide help them provide vision to be greater men for society yeah we talking about this a long one what else we got <laughs> I'm gonna combine the last two cause combine I think, them because I think we can they'll they'll bleed into each other okay uh, so the last two points are I expect greater because I trust God's response even if I'm forced to wait mm-hmm. and I expect greater because I'm living by faith so this this weight. Oh, well, I know we've talked about this before. <laughs> <laughs> but this waiting period is a true testament of faith. Right. And being um 
whatever, how you, how you said this, we have to wait for the fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You mentioned about goals um, that you and your, uh, the vision for you and your family, and then you, in the binder, and then you go back and you check um, when, the, when the prayer, the vision is right. fulfilled, you go back and you write the date. What is the longest time you had to wait for one of those to be fulfilled? I don't know. Um, I don't know, but like, um, Tara came, she been listening to her the podcast a lot. Yeah. She told you. Mm-hmm. And she caught me with so much. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> it made you smile. It honey. did. But, <laughs> thank you, First Lady. But she came and uh, we were talking about, I had wrote, no, it's 2017, I finished my degree, and, mm-hmm. and my whole goal was to teach mm-hmm. preachers. Um, that's why I went to get my doctorate degree. I went to teach preachers, mm-hmm. particularly. And uh, we wrote in the book, yo, I want to be, I want to teach preachers. And in 2021, mm-hmm. that came to pass. Mm-hmm. And I think me and you did a um, podcast earlier this year, and I was talking about that and saying maybe I'll be able to teach preaching because that's what I want to do ultimately, teach preaching. What I'm doing in January, teaching preaching. Mm. It's uh, writing it, right? Writing it down. Um, I've learned how to journal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really try to hide my journals because I be talking real crazy. And yeah. I talk about a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of personal stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that's in my mind that I never, that probably never come out. Mm-hmm. But it helps mm-hmm. to free yourself uh, of what's, what's going on in that brain. And for me, it's always something, right? Mm-hmm. I'm moving from meeting to meeting, mm-hmm. trying to help people, trying to strategize. Trying to get a sermon every week. Mm-hmm. So it's like so much. And and to sit down and really write out how you feeling. That stuff is, I think it's good. And maybe I can get a book or something, write another book. Dang, I am an author, huh? Yeah, you are. He said another <laughs> book. Y'all hear that? Another book. <laughs> <laughs> but... But uh, I, uh, when when the Bible saying write this vision out, it helps you to really see it because you have it in your mind. You put it on paper, then you read it. That's three times that you mm-hmm. you then thought about it, you wrote about it, and then you go back and read it, and it helps you. So yo, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and it helps you stay on track mm-hmm. because it becomes muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Can't go this way because I know I have the vision to go. This is what my vision to do. Can't can't do this because this is what I I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And that helps me to stay in line, right? Um, with uh, with my morality, with my um, with my life of walking in the spirit because I write stuff out mm-hmm. um, because I like I want this, and I know I'm a firm believer that that what I have is because of the will of God, mm-hmm. and it's because. Of the blessings God has put on my life, not because I'm super special, which I am, but because I'm also willing to do the hard work to please God. 
You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm willing to do that. And because I know if I'm doing my part, God, he has to be a man of his word. Yeah. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. He says, you know, um, he'll give us the desires of our heart. Mm -hmm. um, he says, abide in me and my word in you and then you can ask what you will. Mm. But we forget about the abiding part. Yeah. That means everything about us must be about God and must be in him as much as we try to be who we are we need to make sure we're walking in the will of God and you know, so that's 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 my take that's how I do it that's how I go by in life and like I said a lot of stuff been easy for me mm -hmm. and then, then then for most people but but I was you know sing the same song though I've had some Good day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had some. You want me to sing the whole thing? You want to. Nah, I ain't going to do it. Go ahead. <laughs> What's next? I don't have anything next. I was just going to let you go. <laughs> this was fun. This one was fun. Yeah. This is good. Um, do you have any parting points? Uh, I, think, I think everybody needs to expect something better than what's in front of them. Even if you mm. think it's your best. Mm-hmm. Because you, mm. I believe you can always be better, and 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 don't settle, don't don't settle, um, don't settle, um, because you no, know, it's hard work, but it's good work, mm -hmm. and it pays off when you commit yourself to education. And people are like you don't need no degree. And well, this is what I want. Yeah. Right. Uh, or whatever you're trying to do, you know. Uh, or, or going for a promotion, a new job, or, or buying a home, or being debt free. Mm -hmm. Goals, people will think like, oh, that's too much. You're trying to do too much. No, I'm trying to do enough for me to survive. So I think that's, um, I think that's, that's why I want our people, especially black people, not to just settle when you, um, when you get to the places. That's good. Well, thank you, Pastor. Thank you. This has been a wonderful conversation. Oh, yes. Um, thank you for those that are listening. Continue to check out our website, mtzlife.com, for updated content. Uh, until then, stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Peace. Peace.